creating new pathways of ease and comfort so that people can find it to be easy in their body and have access to the sensations through these new pathways. And yeah, so it's kind of a a retraining, I call it brain training. Well, hello, hello, healers. It's KJ here. Welcome back to the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast, and welcome back to the continuation of an already phenomenal conversation we're having with Pamela Stokes. Well, if you'll remember, Pamela is a trauma-informed healer with an extensive, impressive background in education, movement, and music. She's also the creator of a method called Somatic Release, which combines mindful movement and sound. And this is all to help resolve traumas stored within the body. We're able to conclude the interview by exploring my favorite topic, which is self-compassion practices. And Pamela is so kind that she leads us through a simple and impactful release technique in the session. This release technique helps us create new neural pathways. Well, that basically means we make new options for ease easier ways of moving, easier habits that we can form and build on. And it's so good. So good. So I won't keep us any longer from dropping back into our chat with Pamela. What I found, I think, with fibromyalgia, for me anyway, and it may be true for others, is that what was really there was a lot of anger that I hadn't really been able to express. I was out of fear, you know, out of fear for expressing anger. And I think a lot of women feel that way, that it's like, you know, it's not really safe to express my anger, so I'm just going to tuck it away and I'll Mm -hmm. just stuff it down in there (laughs) and, you know, or I'll eat something, you know, I'll try to eat something and maybe that'll, that'll fix that, right? Oh, I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just reach for something. Yeah. And it doesn't solve the problem. Nothing, yeah. you know, solve the problem. But as far as being aware of the body, this is something that I also was finding with clients that it was hard for some people to access the, the sensations of the body for various reasons. Of course. One of which, because of the dorsal vagal shutdown, when we go into the trauma response, oftentimes we will turn off the information that's coming from the body. So it becomes numb and we numb out. And that's the safety that we needed at that time, right? Yes. It's, a, it's a natural reflex. It's a defense. It's nobody's making a decision to do this. This is just, this just happens. That's right. And so the having access to a numbed out body it doesn't really happen very well. So that's uh, one aspect of what trauma can do and why we have difficulty finding these somatic uh, signals. The other opposite end of the spectrum is when you have been sympathetically activated in your trauma, you can get such tightness and such tension in the body, these constrictions everywhere, Mm -hmm. that it's just it just feels awful. And so why would you even want to go in that body, right? Like that's not comfortable. I don't want to go in there. I don't want to look around like, ew, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so oh, this is yeah. why I developed mindful motion. Mindful motion yes. was for the people before they could do somatic release because I wanted to have them be, you know, have the accessibility to the sensations in their body. I would do these mindful motions with them. And so what I did was I created a program 
I call mindful motion, which basically is it's a mindfulness through movement program. It uses some of the Hanna somatics movements, but it also uses a lot of different things that come from uh, various resources, again, another synthesis, but they're all trauma informed. And so what mm-hmm. we're doing here is we're creating new pathways of ease and comfort so that people can find it to be easy in their body and have access to the sensations through these new pathways. Yes. So it's kind of a, a retraining. I call it brain training. I call it therapy movement too. But so we've got these movement pieces that release tension. We've got these other things that tell the nervous system all is well. And when we tell the nervous system all is well, the trauma response can kind of let go and stop doing what it thinks it needs to do for you, right? Which is to get you ready to fight or flee or to shut down, you know, if it's extreme or both sometimes. And this is what PTSD is. You got both. You got the sympathetic activation and the shutdown at the same time. So you vacillate between the two and you go into rage and then you go into depression and people call it bipolar. But I really think it's all the same thing where we've just got we're just stuck here in this place that that the nervous system thinks there's still something very dangerous out there and we need to do something about it. So Mm -hmm. the mindful motion has been helpful for people to do sort of pre-work and and I assign it as homework when I do somatic release lessons with people. It's like, okay, now I like you to take this home with you and yes. I like you to practice these things. And what I love about these motions, especially Hannah Somatics and Feldenkrais, is they make dopamine. You make dopamine. And when you make dopamine, you want to do yes. more of it. Yes. So it's perfect. <laughs> dopamine. We want the dopamine. We love the yes, dopamine. We, do. <laughs> we love the dopamine. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you just flowed directly into the questions I had about mindful motion and then creating new pathways indicates that there's still hope. Oh, absolutely. Right? Like like you had said, sometimes if you go to a particular practitioner, it's a subscription to a pill and it's Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. we'll check out with you in like six months. You can tell me if it's going to get worse or better, or you can tell me what you've done, but basically I don't think you can walk again or you're not going to be able to move again. And it seems very final. It doesn't feel like there is any sort of support or hope Mm. in that. So already saying, let's retrain and remember that there are other options. We can yes. make new new options for ourselves. And what's also really, really profound that I've found in this work is that it doesn't have to take this large, sweeping, extreme movement to create a new pathway, right? Right. It can be a small, minute action. Small better. Yeah. Small- Exactly. (laughs) Small is better. I'd asked you before we even started this interview, if you would be willing to show us or move through some of these exercises or practice that we could maybe do for ourselves. I feel like I want to introduce to you one of the the practices that is kind of Feldenkrais and Hannah Somatics that I, again, with the synthesis. So I've kind of combined the two and made this one. It's called Arch and Curl. And so I'll invite your audience, everyone that's listening to, if you're on a a, a flat bottomed chair or stool that doesn't have armrests, this is ideal. So like your dining room chair kind of situation. And then sitting forward in the chair so that your back isn't touching anything. That's ideal. Y'all can hear me shifting around. I'm doing this as Pamela is walking us through. Great. Yeah. I invite everybody to join in. It's it's a simple activity. 
And what it's doing actually, before we even begin, I'll explain before we do this so that you understand the pathways that we're creating and why we're doing this. So what we're doing is we're, we're going between the two body positions that are reflexively responding to trauma situations. So we've got the fight, flight, freeze, or the fight, flight, right, which is the arch. And then we've got the freeze or the shutdown, which is the curl. And so it's like the slump, right? Mm-hmm. And by going between these two positions, and we're going to do it three different levels, and then sort of noticing what the middle place is between those. Now we can find the place in the middle where it's comfortable. Now we're not in fight, flight, or freeze. We're just easy. It's just like, oh, it's easy to be here. And that's our sort of, if we want to put the word goal out there, but that's the function of this activity is to get to that middle place. So it creates an easy posture and in the sense of alignment and physiologically, if our the backs of our eyes, our esophagus, our heart and our pelvic floor are all in alignment, we are in a situation now where the body goes into homeostasis. And so everything works. Every system functions optimally. So it's doing a lot. It's not just a fun little thing that feels good. <laughs> no, but again, and people will see as we move through this, it is it is subtle. It is, there's something powerful. Really, yes, powerful, <laughs> subtle and powerful. There's such significance behind you even saying, there's actually an easy place to rest. It doesn't have to be reflexive and reactive and light or fight mode. There's actually a neutral, mm-hmm. easy place to rest. Right, right. And the thing is, the reason why we wouldn't be able to easily find that middle place is because we get into patterns. And if we've had any traumas, which everyone has because they've been alive on planet Earth, (laughs) (laughs) just goes with the territory. I mean, just last week alone, there were about 17 (laughs) traumas that we all experienced, right? So yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it doesn't, it's not to say that we can't get out of those though, right? So these particular tensions that build up or that were there to help support you and they did a good job. Now they don't need to be there anymore. So that's what we're trying to do is to create another option for the movement so that, yeah, we don't have to stay stuck in that place. Okay. So with your feet on the floor Mm -hmm. and your knees, just, uh, you know, the width of your shoulders basically apart. So just resting there. And then we're going to start by on your inhale, you're going to let your belly be soft and your back is going to go into a small arch. And so you just sort of arch yourself forward. So your belly is soft. Your shoulders might go back a little bit and your chin will lift up a little bit too. So just a little up. So that's our inhale. And then as we slowly exhale, we're going to drop through middle. We're going to come through our middle place and then we're going to drop into this slump. And so the face comes forward, the chin juts forward, the shoulders roll in, the back is curled now. So your belly is kind of contracted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and we want to go as comfortable as possible, but as far as comfortable, I mean, not the farthest we can go. And then slowly as you inhale, coming through center again, noticing where that middle place is slowly, slowly, we're going to go into that arch, but this time only half as far. So the belly is soft, the back is slightly arched, the chin is slightly tipped up. And then again, slowly coming through center, we're going to come find that center place. And now we're going to go halfway into that slump. So the shoulders are rolling in a little bit, your back is curled a little, your face is forward. And then slowly coming through middle again as you're breathing in and coming into that 
arch, but this time such a small arch, just a really tiny one. And then as you exhale, coming through center and slowly going into that slump, a really tiny little slump, and then slowly coming back into that middle place. And then take a break, take a breath. And if you had your eyes closed during that, I didn't remember to tell you to close your eyes, but if you did, you probably got a little more information because our eyes require a lot of our cortex. And so when you do these activities, it's nice to keep the eyes closed if possible, or just turn your eyes down to the floor. So there's less information coming in and then just notice how you feel. And what people tell me is they feel taller, they feel straighter, they feel easier. There's not so much tension, various things like that. So what are you noticing, KJ? I notice that there's a softer, gentler hold in my body. I'm not as tense. Nice. Yeah. And and that feels really, that feels really nice. It feels like it's finally permission. Yeah. And I think too, when, when we're making change like this, this happens really fast. So within a few seconds, you've made new neural pathways. It's just, it, it's really cool the way our, <laughs> I know well, we're just amazing. We are that amazing. Is fantastic to know, especially for folks who want like the results now <laughs> and like, well, I don't see anything happening, but actually this is very quick. Right, right. Well, when you make that pathway, now it's an opportunity. It's not necessarily the only one that's going to get used because let's say the other one had been used so long, it's kind of like that pathway, you know, on the trail through the woods, you know, there's no more trees, uh, stumps, there's no more rocks and things. It's all been cleared out. And so it's an easier path, that Mm. one. Now this new one, uh, it's new. And so we've got to keep doing it so that it becomes the norm for us, but it is available. And that's what's cool. So what I was going to say, too, is you can do these. And this is what I did with you during our session. You can do these in your mind. Oh, yes, you don't even have to move. Once you establish that pathway, it's there. And because of all these moving parts, moving together and undoing together, we've wired them together. So this is this is the neuroplasticity. This is the amazing part of our nervous system that can do this. So what I see futuristically is people doing these motions in their minds Mm -hmm. all the time, like they're on the bus or they're driving their car or whatever. They're just doing them. And by doing that, we're releasing tension. We're bringing awareness to body parts that we may not have been otherwise aware. And it doesn't even require you doing anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just think it's so cool. However, like, let's say I start moving through this exercise in my mind, just in my mind, and you're watching me on video, it's probably, you'll notice that I'll be physically responding to what I'm doing. Yes, absolutely. What will happen, because you're using that pathway, you'll still stimulate the muscles and the fascia. You'll still stimulate all of those things. But because you're preventing it from happening, right? Like there's another pathway that's actually there. So there's there's even more information that that can be shared with that. But yes, you'll see, I'll, I'll see I'll watch people, you know, when they're doing these movements and there's ones for shoulders and things. And sometimes people will come in with the shoulder that's elevated, right? Uh-huh. One shoulder. And so we'll do a movement usually using the opposite side, opposite not the bad side. side, so to speak. We'll use the other side, the side that's easy, right? It's like, oh, that's easy. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll work with that easy side. And then the other one will just have learned and it'll drop too. So now we've got, you know, a nice balance shoulders and uh, we really haven't done too much. Mm-hmm. So this is about smaller is better. This is about gentler. Uh, we don't want any pain. And that's the thing about stretch, stretch. Muscles don't stretch. Muscles do not stretch. When we stretch a muscle, all it does is want to snap back. And in fact, it could snap back even tighter than it was before. So all my stretching for years, I stretched and I stretched to the point of pain. Yes. Right. I don't have to stretch anymore. I don't stretch anymore. And I'm still as flexible because what I'm doing is I'm working with the muscles in the way that they do work. What muscles do is they contract and they release and that's it. They contract and they release. And so when we go into these motions, what we're doing really is sort of finding a contraction that's gentle and easy and no pain and no stretch. And then we're releasing that, elongating the muscles. Mm -hmm. And so we can have like hamstring releases and there's all kinds of, you know, really great things, frozen shoulder, you know, all kinds of things, neck pain, all kinds of things that can be released using this type of of motion and we're working with the fascial system the fascia is where most of the pain is muscles have some pain receptors but the fascia is where the pain really is That's where um, it's at. Yeah. yeah 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 and key is to listen and lean into mm, yeah where it already is like you said it's actually unnatural to stretch and yes force really it's a forcing of but let's listen and lean into where it's actually easy comfortable there is no pain it's actually a totally opposite from what what we understand totally i know i feel like my next season of my podcast is going to be talking about these things i i kind of call them myths really like these are things that we believe are true yes and yes. they're actually not true. I mean, not so true. So you can dispel each one of these actually fairly in a resounding way of like, no, no, no. I have the exact opposite. I have results right. from doing the exact opposite. Yeah. Like the whole thing, no pain, no gain. Right. It's a bunch of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it just leads to countless injuries and and unhappiness and, and maybe people not being able to do any more what they thought they wanted to do or what right. they physically or shutting yeah or shutting down sensation Hmm. another reaction yeah to wrap up today at least i'm curious if you could share a little bit about what you tend to do for yourself in terms of self-compassion self-kindness self-care like what do you do i really find that these feldenkrais lessons i have found a source online called the Feldenkrais Project. And he's got a bunch of lessons there. And I think there's quite a bit of it that's free, but I've become a, a patron. So I've I've donated to him, but Lovely. there's a bunch of different Feldenkrais lessons there. And I just love these lessons. They're 45 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour, super gentle. They're mindfulness through movement basically is what they are. And when I can do that for myself on a regular basis, I really feel Everything is affected. So the idea is that when we get out of our tension, our brain works better. Yes. This is a big part of what happens when we do this this kind of motion is to get clear in the brain and it all works better. And then you're in a better mood and your body works better and there's no pain. It's all better. (laughs) It is all better. Everything is interrelated. Everything is connected. Yeah. Doing these lessons for yourself is only an improvement and a betterment of the entire system. Absolutely. I like the way they put it, too. They they say, you know, you're making yourself curious to yourself. You know, you're curious about yourself. And so when we get curious, 
curiosity is a really good indicator that we're safe. Mm. And so when we can be curious, yeah. it tells our nervous system, obviously there's no problems right now. Yes. That's you can peek the, out, peek out from your, where you're, you've been cocooning. Exactly. And check exactly. out what else is happening outside the cocoon. Right, right. And if it's only just, you know, how does my shoulder feel right now? Like that's curiosity, right? So you're making yourself curious to yourself. Mm, I love that. <laughs> Thank you for leading us through some movement today. Yeah, you're welcome. So much information, such juicy, good information. Where can folks learn more about you, possibly work with you? I, you have a YouTube channel as well as your own brilliant, beautiful podcast. Everyone can hear how soothing your voice is. Ah, uh, thank you. As thank it is, you. your podcast is just, it's just episodes and episodes of Pamela soothing. <laughs> <So> <laughs> where can folks find you, my friend? Thanks for asking. I have, yes, a podcast and a YouTube channel. They're both called Move Into Resilience. And my website is called moveintoresilience.com. I am actually, I have a course there that you can do, which includes private sessions with me. So right now, if you are interested in doing that, it includes lots of motions that we do in the podcast and the YouTube videos, but it also includes these private sessions with me. So it's kind of a hybrid of private sessions, but also with these, these activities. And I, I find that it's a great course. I call it less stress, more comfort <laughs> because oh, that's, what it, it. that's what it's doing, right? That's what it's doing. Those are the results. I love that. And then the other thing that's happening right now is I'm gearing up to teach a new cohort because I want to have more teachers out there who know this stuff and that can teach it to other people. So that's my, my big goal is to, to create another cohort. I had a cohort a couple of years ago, and they're out there doing it, which feels really good to know that people are being supported by by this work. Yeah. Mm. I know. I know. It's important to me. It's really important to me that people know, like, learning ways to take care of yourself and to the point where you don't really need a practitioner anymore is just empower. It's empowering. It gives you agency. And then it's like, oh, I'm in charge of me. Like, I I can do this. And so it goes back to the whole thing at the beginning we talked about, you're creating a reality. And yes. so here you have, now I'll give you the tools and you don't have to keep coming back to me. I'll give them to you. And now you can use them and they can be yours forever. Yeah. And I cannot think of a more appropriate and needed time of tapping into our curiosity, our empowerment, our, our agency, so that we can heal ourselves and heal others in a collaborative way kind way and yes, this is the exactly. time we need it okay my <laughs> friend thank you so so much this was oh, absolutely you, magical <laughs> yeah, super good okay all right so for until next time okay take it easy well my loves how are you doing <laughs> are you as enchanted with pamela as i am I mean, if you'll recall in the opening minutes of our conversation, I straight on professed my growing obsession with her. <laughs> you get it now, right? A couple more takeaways out of the dozens and dozens of ideas that we jammed about have made their way into my hands, into my notes here. And I'm happy to share with you, but I realize that some of these takeaways are just brushing the surface. They may or may not match your takeaways, so let me know what you think. Here's what I've got. Number one, 
your body holds a wealth of knowledge and it is communicating with you pretty much always. Number two, noticing the pain point in your body are steps of healing and releasing extremely potent energy, potentially hazardous energy. Hazardous energy could look like stored anger and fear. But by noticing your body's pain signals, you can begin the process of clearing the space so that you can connect with sensation again. Number three, you have the power to retrain your brain in communicating with your nervous system. You can tell yourself, yes, you're okay. You don't have to live in a chronic state of elevated tension of preparing to always fight or flee at the drop of a hat, which means, aha, Yes, you can relax. And yes, you can begin to trust again. Number four, meet in the middle place, the medium place. It does not have to be forced. It can be easy, friends. Between the extreme vacillation between high alert to slumping and freezing, the in-between is actually your body's optimal functioning place. Number five, self-compassion looks like self-curiosity. Listen and explore the stories your body wants to share with you. When you're curious, that means you are feeling safe and that you are on the healing path. Oh, I love that one. I encourage you to check the show notes for more information on how you can work with Pamela and for resources on the topics that we explore in today's episode. Please have a listen to Pamela's podcast. It's called Move Into Resilience, especially if you enjoyed today's episode. And as always, if you did enjoy this and any of the stories you've heard on the podcast, we appreciate any love you can share in the form of subscribing, rating, and leaving a review. Leave a few reviews. We love them and we appreciate them so much. Until next time, be well. And as Pamela says, take it easy, friend. Thank you for listening to the Stories of Astonishing Light podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can support this podcast in three different ways. Number one, post a screenshot of the podcast on your Instagram stories or in your feed and tag me at Bliss Begins Within so I can repost you. Number two, share this podcast with a friend whom you think might enjoy it as well. And third, Leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts so that we can continue to grow our audience and reach more listeners. I'm so grateful to spend time with you sharing such resilient stories. We'll see you next time. <laughs>